Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison here in the home office in Austin, Texas, and I got to get back to this conversation with the Lady Gang. Uh, these amazing women who I have known for years: uh, Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin. Jack Vanek, three incredible women who are all married, but in different places in their life, they, they have different expertises, but they have had this successful podcast since 2015. And this is part two of my conversation with the lady gang. So let's get back into it. When I remember meeting Kelty, it was not on the show. For those that don't know, Kelty was on the bachelor, Brad Womack season of the bachelor. Very um, short. Yeah, don't don't blink. You're gonna miss it. But <laughs> I don't remember you from that show. I remember you from the entertainment news right. business. That's where I yeah. feel like I met you. And right. we, I think we had interviewed together several times. Because we and, never actually met when I was on the Bachelor. Right. I, especially back then. Because you have to be there for a while to meet Chris Harrison. It was like a, you know, yeah, d- day I, six. I really they they really sequestered me and especially back then with Brad's season. It was early days still. 
and we kind of, I came and went and just did my thing. And then later on, we spent a lot of time together. And I, I do spend a lot of time with Brad who actually lives here in Austin now. Wait, and what's he doing now? Does he regret sending me home? He's killed. No, he talks about that. He's still pining for you, Kelsey. And I think he's. Can you ask him? He's can single we have to him this on day. Lady Gang? He's sing- I know he's single. Wait, we need he's him never going to end up with anyone. We need him on Lady Gang. Forever so Bachelor. Bad. Hilarious. He is kind of, kind of. He's one of those guys that I. That, that nut you can just never really crack. And I've tried. He is the sweetest, most generous, giving kind human being. I, I was dating a girl here in Austin years and years ago, and I was coming in and he would literally leave his house. He goes, here, take my condo. I'm leaving. He would go stay with his brother and he would just give me his place for weekends at a time. And he, he was the only bachelor who ever sent me a gift after the show just to say, thank you. Uh, there was a Aww. shirt that I commented on that he owned and he, he sent me the shirt, uh, a new one, not his, but he sent me the shirt and was like, Hey man, I just want to say thanks. And we've been good friends ever since. And he's one of those guys. I, I wish he would find love, but I don't know. There's something in him and in his life that he just maybe doesn't need it. Doesn't want it. I'm so glad you said this, Chris, because I will tell you my bachelor story. I remember getting out of the limo. I was very excited. I did a high kick because they come in your hotel and they're like, what's your shtick? You're a go-go dancer. And he, and I was like, whoop. And so I walked up to him and there was and I know he's your friend, so I'm going to be kind. But like I saw him, he had a lot of pancake makeup on, which was like it shocked me at the time, even though I was like coming from the dance world. So I was like all the guys were wearing makeup. But there was like it was like looking at Teresa Judici. like there was nothing there. There was nothing there. I like looked at him and he was like a Ken. I'm just Ken. Like I did his heart wasn't in it. Yeah. I, you didn't, I you knew, didn't immediately see the depth and didn't feel that connection. I knew from the minute <laughs> I looked you, at Kelsey. him, he was not going to end up in love with any of us yeah. and staying with us for the rest of his life. There was, it's a very closed off personality, yeah. like lovely, lovely man. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I think that's there's fair. A, that's fair. There's a guard there. And I was like, Oh, and I, I knew the minute I was like, hi, I'm Kelty. Hi, I'm Brad. I don't know what I said to him. And I walked in and I was like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Like, I literally remember thinking that, <laughs> you, which is probably why I got sent home, because some producer probably heard me say it on a mic. <laughs> you were and because you went home week two. Uh, yeah, I made which, it. Pa- I made it past the she first had the, rose ceremony. Which, which, she had the best exit interview ever. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, my first. God. We've watched it. It's live horrifying. at the Lady Gang shows. It's amazing. It's, it's like I need to bring it Meryl Streep. It's like you a Saturday to. night live skit when yeah. they do parodies on The Bachelor, like the girl sobbing in the limo. Through you the know? magic yeah. of podcasting. Here we go. Listening to Kelty <laughs> okay. leave The Bachelor. Oh, my God. You know, I really honestly wasn't surprised. I had like the worst one on one time with Brad and um, I said something this week that really offended him and he... Um, just never really got better. So I really wasn't surprised. I didn't really expect much more of a conversation because tonight's the first time I ever had a conversation with him. You know, he was never really pulling me aside. He never really, like, took an interest in talking to me. So I was always talking at him, but he was never really talking back to me. And I think that it's really hard for me because I'm a dancer, so I'm in the entertainment business. And so talking with Roberta and Allie, it's really difficult to sort of explain what life is like for someone who's 
in this world already and how we can be really lonely also. Okay, Kelty, explain <laughs> yeah. to us what we just okay, listened to. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm a very competitive person <laughs> and I don't like to lose. And so the the truth of the matter, and I talked about this in, in our one of our Lady Gang books that we published, was that I... You know, you sign up for The Bachelor and then I think a lot of people talk about this now, but at the time, no one talked about it. You sign up with The Bachelor and it takes like six or seven months for you to end up on The Bachelor. So I had I was single. I had signed up with my friend Christina and I heard nothing. And then I was dating and I had ended up meeting my now husband, Chris. And so we had gone on like three dates and I had gotten the call and I I I really I didn't know he was my person because I'd burned burned so many times that I was like, well, he's going to disappoint me on date five. So fuck it. I'm going to go on The Bachelor. This is going to be so fun. And what an opportunity and like what a crazy experience. And like, you know, and I, I just remember I, I so for me getting there, I was like I had basically he sat me down at the one on one cafe and he was like, will you be my girlfriend? And I was like, "Ooh, you're going to really regret asking me this because yeah. I'm leaving on Tuesday to go on The Bachelor. <laughs> like literally, you are literally you're the the people that they all call out now. They, they had a boyfriend yeah. back home. Yeah, I, but I didn't have a boyfriend. Mm. I was you know, I was dating. I actually was dating another guy at the same time. Chris doesn't know that. <laughs> we just wow. listen to this. Anyway, so, you know, like I, I was I was available to go on The Bachelor. I wasn't break. I would never break a rule, as you guys know. And so um, and so. So I went on and I just remember like being there and it it reminded me of like dance competitions and like pageants and like you're you're with all these other women and they're so beautiful. I remember I was sitting in the limo and I had Emily Maynard in my limo and Michelle Money Two of like Michelle Money is like oozing sex. And I was like, I was like, holy shit, I want to have sex with her in this limo. And then Emily's like the most beautiful girl you've ever seen in your life. And I just remember feeling like. I'm such a loser. Why am I here? Like, you know, the imposter syndrome. And that's what made that show great at the time. It was before everyone had social media. And so, like, you didn't know how to play the game, if you will, you yeah. know? And so it was just, it was like really crazy. And so, long story short, is that I just didn't want to lose. And so I remember when I got kicked off, I was like, I'm a loser. Like, I, I looked around the room and I was like, every one of these women is better than me, hotter than me, like more attractive, more lovable, more. And so getting kicked off, it wasn't really about ever about Brad Womack, but it was about like, I'm never going to be picked. I'm never going to be the person that people are like, she's number one. She's the Emily Maynard. She's the best and the prettiest. So it was like just trauma. And then I just trauma cried about losing and like, (laughs) I'm not meant to have love. And I'm like so sad. And I was wearing one weather one feather earring and it was like very you had said we didn't listen to it when we played it so i'm trying to like think back oh from memory, that she what understands said. what it's like to be in the public eye she's oh. a, or in entertainment yes, yes. Oh she's my like God. she's like i, I know like, how, no you're like being in the public eye and being you know like you didn't say celebrity but something like in this business can get really lonely and then you also said you also said i just kept talking at him at him at him and he wasn't saying anything back and i think i just <laughs> like offended him by how much I was talking at him. Kelty's like, do you yeah. know who I think I am? <laughs> yes. It was a lot of that. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. 
Here's why I like books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. When you leave week two, it's very interesting because it's really week one because, you know, quote unquote week one is doesn't count. Just one night. It's it's literally one day. It's the the. I was only there for three days. Yeah, the first episode, and then but, then we do the dates on week one, which is a three day episode, like you said. So you really yeah. you're there for four days. Yeah, but the other thing, the reason I want to just, I'm so glad I'm on your podcast and I can finally come clean. The reason I talked about being in the in the public eye or being in the business is because that was the season they had Ali Fedotowski and who was the guy she was dating, Roberto. Roberto. They had them come on and they had to interrogate each one of us if we were there for the right reasons. And they were like, well, you're a dancer. You love to be on camera and you like to be with celebrities. So you're probably and I was like, I just want to kick, you know, during the Rockettes for Christmas and for Jesus. You know what I mean? I don't (laughs) anyway. But I was like, I I kicked for Jesus. I kicked for for Jesus. Jesus. But anyway. 
Yeah. So, I, you know, and then I, I, you know, see, so it's like it's kind of like it's a mental game of where you're just regurgitating all the things that totally. like the production told like filtered into you that was wrong with you. Especially so, back then. I mean, then. they do a very I mean, good the, job. The show was so early days back then. It really, I mean, it, it was, I know Brad was kind of middle of the road. We'd probably been doing it, what, five or six years, seven years maybe even by then. But it was still early enough, like you said, as far as social media goes, that there was a sense of naivete and innocence to it because you you didn't know how it all went yet. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't have a television. I was a struggling dancer. I had never seen an episode of The Bachelor. What I did go to every day to eat a Diet Coke and a Pop-Tart, nothing has changed, is the 76 gas station on the corner of Beachwood and Franklin, where Christina Perry and I ate all of our meals. And I saw the Us Weekly and I saw those bitches on the cover of Us Weekly. And I was like, The Bachelor seems like I'll go right opportunity. And I also <laughs> was starting to get into I started to get into hosting. And I talked about this in our book, too. I started to get into television hosting. I was like doing a web series and I met with an agent. Some girl was like, come meet this agent. And the agent was like, well, if you want to be on TV, you have to go on The Bachelor. So it was like a commodity of a lot of things, you know, but I've never actually seen the show. (laughs) So I didn't know how to play the game. I would have been so much cooler. Yeah, I I would have been so much cooler. That's what's interesting is because I I, knowing you now, I I can't believe you didn't play the game better and last longer because you are so good at it. Even even just, I know you wouldn't have ended up with Brad. Nobody did, but I, I, you know, (laughs) kind of like Michelle money. Like I knew Michelle money wasn't going to end up with Brad, but she was phenomenal at playing the game. She's yes. Speaking of just got married to Mike Weir. So excited for them. So excited. uh, She is one of those people I've just adored and became very close with after the show because of her, when her dad passed away and I helped her out with some of the, uh, um, butt cancer, uh, charity stuff. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, she's just a sweet girl. And you're right. She's yeah. so funny, wicked funny. And, yeah. and Emily Maynard, I, there, I forgot, there was some, a lot of stars came out of that season. And it should yeah, have been and Kelty then the Knight. two Ashleys. Well, <laughs> should two, have been Kelty. They, it was the two Ashleys, the two best friend Ashleys. And um, Ashley Spivey. Oh, Spivey. And, and then. Um, and Ashley, who was a bachelorette. Did they stay together? Oh, Ashley Rosenbaum. All right. Yeah, well, she's JP? divorced now, but. Um, Did they get divorced? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, Ashley and JP got divorced. Oh. Yeah, they're good, though. They're really good. I've, I've speak to both of them, and and they are like co parenting and moving on. And um, yeah, just life happened. And it was nothing crazy. And they're they're really both wonderful people. Yeah. Ashley A. Bear, by the way, is her was her maiden name. I don't know if oh, she yeah, went back. Oh, yeah, A. Bear. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was one of those uh, I married them. The most didn't, didn't amazing last. boobs I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Ashley Spivey in the shower in the bachelor mansion. There's like a upstairs where they have all the. Yeah. I just I was only there for two sleeps. So this is what I remember. But there was like this giant kind of ensuite bathroom like. 80s like housewives of new jersey bathroom (laughs) and like you would all get ready at the same time and like there was no time to have your own bathroom time and so i just remember turning around i'd be like well i'm definitely not going to win this because look at those tits (laughs) 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 amazing (laughs) they were so beautiful oh wow that's see someone should have told brad if he's a boob man like i'm telling you 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 got to choose the amount of like disgusting hair extension oh, hair that was God. just like sitting in the drain was like, uh, I well, can't imagine. So back then, um, it, it would change from time to time. In the beginning, the bachelor would live in the mansion and then the women would come over and then we, oh. you know, so, but then it changed because then we're like, wait, all the action is happening where the 25 people are. So then we turned oh. it into, you would come to where the women or the men were staying. And so 
we would often rose ceremony nights get ready up in the girls' bathroom. Oh wow. It Ugh. was astounding. <laughs> People always ask me who is messier, the guys. It's not even close. It's oh, not no even close. Walking into a bathroom that 20 women are sharing is horrifying. It women is. are disgusting. If you go to a bar, you're you know the grossest bathroom is the women's bathroom. It is so strange, this phenomenon, but we're disgusting humans. <laughs> well, disgusting. You guys, you guys are guys are grosser when it came to the 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 kitchen, oddly. I, oh. I would not go in the women's bathroom, but I honestly don't want to be in the guy's kitchen. It, mm-hmm. Although it just became a lot of bro powder of like, uh, I just <laughs> ate 39 eggs and <laughs> I have 40 grams of protein. And it was so oh. funny that all the guys would just bro out, talk about their workout and how they shave each other. And um, because that mm. was that was the type of bro that was on the show a lot of times. And, yep. it, and the girls would come in. And as Kelty said, you know, they could show their boobs and the guys would still be talking about their workout regimen. It's so funny. And she's like, I'm standing like, here naked. Can anybody <laughs> pay attention to me? Uh, Literally. Couldn't get camera Bachelor time man. if I begged for it. Yeah. <laughs> you would have crushed. You would. Well, you could go on the Golden Bachelor, Kelty. Yeah. It's not too <laughs> okay. late. It's not too late. If things don't work out with Chris. Yeah. Well, we I mean, just... look, she cheated on Chris once to come on the show. She could do it again. <laughs> so wait, so Kelty, in, in all seriousness, how long after the show did you did you leave and go, I'm going back to that guy. I knew the well, so funny. So this is so fucking mean. <laughs> I, th- I, I think I heard about this, too. But since this is like your podcast, I feel like your people will enjoy this story. So Chris and I were like dating. And I, for some reason, I made him go. So at the time, I had no money. Right. And they they tell you like they give you like a list of things you need to bring when you go on The Bachelor. And they're like, bring a bathing suit, right. bring this and like bring you know, stuff for six weeks or whatever it is. And we were like, bring a gown to like get engaged in. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Okay. And so That's normal. I actually like one of our day dates that I took Chris on was I went down to Sanity Alley, which is like the wholesale Santee. alley Santee. in LA. Alley. Santi Santi Alley and Chris came with me and we went shopping for my engagement dress. No. <laughs> yeah, and he Wait. helped me pick it out Wait, with the one him. you were bringing on the show? Yes. Twisted. What a bitch. Twisted. Oh my god. He loved me he loved me so much. And so I, I yeah, that's I don't so that's, next level effed up. That's so yeah. up. Hey, <laughs> come, pick, come, come help me pick out an engagement dress. I'm probably going to get engaged to somebody else in about six weeks. Wait, yeah. did you tell him that it was for the engagement? Or I you can't just remember. I'll ask. Well, what the hell else did he think that? it was? <laughs> yeah, I, this is that book. Oh. Remember that book? Why men love bitches. Yes. Uh, yeah. This yeah. would be no, a move like, out of that but book. This, this is every person. Like a lot of guys that I dated. I was like in in love with something else or an idea of something else. And they followed me around like puppies because they were like, I can't have her. Like, that's the only time I've been able to get a man is when I'm like not trying to get a man. If I'm trying to get a man, it happens like a Brad Womack situation where I'm like, anyway, so here's the, here's where (laughs) the story was going in the back of a limo. Is that yes. we got, I got home from Bachelor and then it was Halloween and we went as the Bachelor for Halloween. And oh that's God. when we decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I wore the yellow dress. He wore a suit. He had a thing of rose. He gave me a rose and we went as the Bachelor and put it on Instagram. And I was like, ladies, that was it. can we unpack what, what just 
Okay, so, so you, the fact you that came he off agreed. The Bachelor, didn't find love, and then two weeks later, you're like, hey, babe, let's dress up like we're on The Bachelor, where I almost just left you to get married. He's like, yeah. okay. This is this <laughs> is Chris Knight in a nutshell. So Chris Knight has no ego. There is absolutely nothing about the guy where he's ever trying to prove who he is to anybody, which makes him extremely fucking cool. And he loves Kelty so much and he knows exactly who she is to her core. Yeah. That all this crazy mania, insanity, look at me, look at me, all of this is rooted in one of the most genuinely wonderful humans on planet Earth. So he just sort of sees through all of that and is just there. He's this solid as a rock guy and lets her just, you know, spin out and be crazy and make weird choices. And he's just there. It's so it's actually pretty beautiful. Oh, wait, sorry, Kelty, was the yellow dress the dress you were supposed to be engaged in? Yeah. <laughs> Do you still well, have well, it? Well, he, he did pick it out, so he must have liked it. No, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Guys, it was terrible. It was like a $10 dress from... It was it was like a prom dress that someone would wear. Anyway, it was it was terrible. And then, by the way, I found out that if you actually get engaged on the show, they give you a really good dress. Of course, dress. we put you in a dress. You don't we, need to bring your own dress. No, because by then, it's your fault, Chris Harrison. You did this to me. By then, you're our hero, <laughs> and we need you to look a certain way. Um, although there was one season, I won't say which one, but uh, one of the finalists had been portrayed as the villain the whole season. And Courtney. It rhymes with Courtney. <laughs> and so we were in, we're in Switzerland. I think we're in Zermatt. And we're oh my God, in the gloves. So the gloves and the black cape. Yes. I say, Is that what she wore to get engaged? I go, you just dressed her up like Cruella DeVille. A hundred percent. I remember that. And he's like, That's yeah, sexy, that was, he's like, that was on purpose. They, they dressed her up in this black cape, black gloves because she had been portrayed as the villain. That was Ben Flanick. Another guy who just got married, by the way, Ben Flanick. And so it was Ben's season with Courtney, and she was obviously the villain that had snuck over, and they went skinny dipping and all that stuff. And so they put her in a black cape and gloves on purpose. Who did he? Who did he pick? Courtney. Her. <gasps> Are they together? No, 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 no. no. Oh. That didn't last either. Um, <laughs> it, it's safe to you say on the Bachelor. Say. It's safe to say on the Bachelor. None of them worked. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. There's there's Sean Lowe. Like we just hung our hat on Sean Lowe for like 30 years. It's the like, best such a relationship is you and Zima. It is. It really opinion. is. It was the long con. As as I yeah. we had everybody over on Friday night, all the bachelor people, which really it was really interesting, Kelty. It became this cathartic event that it was Lauren's idea, hundred percent Lauren's idea. Another brilliant Lauren Zima move. She's like, let's just have everybody over because I think if we just see everybody for the first time. At the wedding, it's going to be weird. It'll be performative. Uh -huh. So everybody came to the house here in Austin the night before the wedding, and everybody came. Uh, Sean Lowe couldn't make it. He was with the kids, and then uh, Alon Gale, one of our producers. But everyone else made it, which was really cool. And, oh, we know Alon. And yes, and so, but you know what was interesting is I didn't expect it to be so meaningful. But also, and Alon and I were talking on the phone afterwards, and he said, "You know what was great about that moment." And I haven't, I haven't brought this up with anybody yet, but y'all made me just think about it. It'll never happen again. There will never be another moment in Bachelor history where Trista Wren to Tasha, that span of 19 years, will ever be together again. Wow. Um, and I wish some more of our friends and cast members could have made it because not everybody that was invited could make it in. But there was this 
this group. And I thought about it later. I'm like, you're right. Like Trista was the lightning in a bottle that started it. And then Tasha was kind of my last show. And to have all of that together in one night, there's nobody, there's no connective tissue that'll ever make that happen again. There's no reason for it to ever happen again. And honestly, no one likes the show enough to make that happen again. And so that it, it was a once, it was kind of a, a, an interesting exclamation point on it all that I didn't, I didn't think about it till later, probably good. Cause I would have been a mess. As like That's a so massive cool. Bachelor fan, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall and seen the conversations <laughs> that were going on. It, well, it was a house. really cool night. Kel- I mean, I guess Kelty should have been there, um, you know, being such an <laughs> integral part of the show for so long. <laughs> but, and Brad Womack, by the way, was in, he had someone very near and dear to him pass away, so he couldn't be oh. here as well. Um, but there's you know, a few other people I wish could have been there, but it was still really beautiful. And it was a lot. It was funny. It was kind of funny how light it was. There was, I was expecting it to be heavier and more dramatic. And, you know, there was the Caitlin and Jason thing. And um, there was, you know, Ben and Jojo, like all these people have dated or were on each other's shows. And it's very incestuous. It's very, uh, you know, awkward in a lot of ways. But it was really cool how light it was and how everybody, there was no phones and cameras out for the most part. And everybody just got along and told stories and we raised a glass and did some shots and we made funny toasts. And, uh, but there was a moment I said, I mentioned this briefly on a podcast, how the girls were sitting out by my pool and they were kind of sitting all on this one chair and I wanted to bring everybody in so I could kind of say something and make a toast. And I, I walked out and it was almost like I went tink, tink, oh my like, God. ladies, if I could all have yes. everybody inside, please. You know, I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, did I just do that? <laughs> but as Becca knows, I, I literally produced and hosted my own wedding with Lauren yes. And yes. I even I even made a joke to it because I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to host this wedding because well, who else is going to do it? And yeah, nobody. so Becca, should I? So okay, lady, should I have made this joke? I I ran this by Lauren, and it felt I think they the two ladies would have thought this is funny, but I didn't want anybody else to think I was being mean because I love them, and but I was gonna say, you know, who else is going to host this wedding? And I was going to say, Caitlin and Tasha, don't don't say anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because obviously they came in and hosted the show briefly after I left. Uh, but, you know, Lauren's like, if you think at all, it could be misconstrued and taken as mean. You don't ever want to do that. And I was like, you're right. You're right. So I, I made the joke without mentioning anybody. Well, I mean, I think it would have hit. I, I think it, it definitely would have hit. It's <laughs> very funny. But I think the fact that the two of them kind of got didn't I mean we saw Caitlyn shortly after she did the first season and she was like oh we're not coming back we sucked like she was kind of bummed about it there was a lot of roadblocks in their way that were not their fault I don't know if they ever you know could have been but they definitely didn't have a chance yeah so maybe that would have been the only reason but you know those two are good sports I think everyone would have been very what I think is so beautiful about it Chris is like you know, this this is your life's work. Like, I'm so sorry to say this to you, but like you're going to be the bachelor's Chris Harrison forever. Like, I know you do amazing charity work and you have all your companies and you and Lauren are like doing your life now, which is great. And like, will you come back to TV in some way? Maybe will TV even exist when you decide to do that? Who knows? (laughs) But like it's 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 lovely to me to think about all of those people being there to celebrate you and for you to have that moment, because I think, you know, TV hosts, there there are so few television hosts that really make an impact. Like 
there's there's people hosting TV all the time. But as far as like a cultural impact, I do think that you really created something and you were the face of something and you were a big part of all these people's lives. Like if you think about the amount of money all these people have made, the careers they've had, the people they've met through Bachelor, through other people and married other people and the children and the the amount of revenue for people like me. And, you know, like th- it was such a, it is such a conglomerate and such a powerful thing that I'm really glad that everyone got together and it was positive for you as a way to celebrate your life's work, because I know that was incredibly meaningful. And the other thing is I think having Caitlin and Tasha like that was obviously a very awkward situation. And Caitlin had been on our podcast and talked about how awkward it was with you guys. And I know you've made up since, which is so fabulous, but it's like, I think it's like kind of going back to your high school reunion where like all the stupid shit that went down yeah. and like, Becca peeing in your purse in high school or whatever she did, Um, uh, you know, like it's like all of that's kind of forgotten, like all the shit that people said about each other in the press and all the bad relationships and all like it. It kind of is like a nice I don't know. It's like putting a bow on that era. And I love that for you. First of all, thank you. And and I think what it was, Kelty, and you just actually brought it to my mind is it was the goodbye that I never got to have Um, because, you know, things don't end well when things end it's a breakup. They don't end well. And you usually don't get to choose how it goes. And that's not how I would have chosen to leave the show after 20 years, but it was the goodbye that I finally, I think I got where I wanted to have many of the people that I loved and gotten to be good friends with over the years, kind of give them a hug and say thank you to them and let them kind of finally be able to say, say their piece to me. And a lot of them really did like Wells came up to me and said the most amazing thing uh, at, at our wedding about what I meant to him. And I think he spoke a little bit about it, uh, in the toast as well that Becca heard and mm-hmm. Ben Higgins, the same thing. And, um, you know, I got involved in a lot of these people's lives and help them negotiate deals and, and work through life and situations and they still call and, and I love being that person for them. And so, yeah, it was, it was that not that I'm done with these people, but I am definitely done with that chapter in my life. And so it was a good way to put a pin in it and put a bow on it and, and say goodbye to it the way I wanted to and, and control that situation because I didn't exactly get to control the last time, which is it's what's interesting is there is a lot of psychology to it that I probably haven't dove into that you just made me think yeah. about. Now I'm going to go cry. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good. That's our goal. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. 
keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Speaking of, there's, there's a couple things I want to do before we go, but one thing I, I have to talk about the Lady Gang because you guys have been such a force. <laughs> you got into this, I think, in 2015. When yep. it was, if there was a uh, podcast or we're in the black and white phase, it was 2015. <laughs> I mean, things were just <laughs> hell. I think Glee was still on TV, right? Yes, um, yes. And so it was such, this show was such on the forefront of podcasting and all that. And you guys have become so much more and have meant so much to everybody. So first of all, congratulations on the lady gang. Congratulations on your success. Where does it go now? What's, what's next for lady gang? That's a tough question. Well, thank you for saying that. We feel like the old ladies in this business. And so, you know, we're still going strong and our community really kind of keeps us going every time we meet up and we have to record something. Something does happen. And you know this, it's you worked on a lightning in a bottle situation. The three of us, we think we've run out of things to say. And we still now in 2023 have things to say. And our community kind of keeps that spark alive for us. We really want to get back to the community this year. I think the last couple of years, we've written two books. We've gone on live on tours with the live show. We've done clothing lines. We It's been a dream and really magical and the opportunities we are so grateful for. But we've sort of missed those like grassroots moments with the girls who have listened since 2015. So we're cooking up some ideas of how to do that. But um, I said, I'll never write another fucking book again because it was the most miserable experience of my life. Um, <laughs> it is and a I did thankless, it. horrible task. It is of all, because I, I wrote a book uh, that's, I think it's right above me. Um, check it out. The Perfect Letter. It's a romance novel. 
2015, by Ooh. the way. Oh, um, wow. why didn't I come on the lady gang and talk about it? Damn it. Um, Damn but it. there's still time. It is such an antiquated world. It is so weird that that the the publishing industry is like has not moved out of 1926. It's so crazy. I mean, we had we made the list, the New York Times bestseller list with the first book, and we were so grateful and we were busted our asses. Well, Kelty did because she's an evil genius. And then the second book, it was so and crazy. Me. Well, I mean, I'm saying with the getting oh, on the list, the, yeah, yeah. getting on the list work. No, that was me. Um, and so then the second book comes out. We're on our tour promoting it. And we find out that we did not make the list that year because there was one independent bookseller, which we were trying so hard to tell girls, go to the independent bookseller, support them, support small business, trying to do the right thing. Like, like no don't buy deed. on Amazon, buy from small yeah. businesses. And we find out that the bulk of our orders that went to this independent bookseller, didn't count. they did not report the numbers so <laughs> what what beck is talking about and this is really interesting and i i found this out too the hard way that the new york times bestseller list is essentially bullshit it is yeah. an arbitrary made-up list that they can just put you on or not and yeah. sometimes if you're a big author or if you're a first-time author they just won't put you on because they, they want you to earn it and there are books and this is the way they get around it where it's complete bullshit where they'll just say, oh, there were too many book sales in Minnesota. Yep. Um, we're going to just not count those. And so <laughs> yeah. so I went through with my book, The Perfect Letter, and my publisher called and said, congratulations, because every Tuesday the, 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 the record stops and they, they put the list out. So they called me and said, look, we have a couple of authors in your same world of fiction, whatever, you're going to be on the list. You'll be like number 12 to 15. We're not sure which, but you'll be 12 to 15. I said, great, great. That's awesome. He's like, yeah, first time author. That's fantastic. The list comes out, not on it. And they went and did the forensics and they're like, ah, they just decided not to count because I did a book <sighs> tour. I, you know, I did <sighs> Good Morning America. I right. did the book tour. And so you're at the mall, you're doing all this stuff. And what they'll do right. is if you sold 500 books, they'll just be like, eh, no, we're not, we're not <laughs> counting it there. We're not counting it. And you're just like, this is so disheartening. This is it's complete bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's the, all your whole bullshit. life, you, you think that it's like, oh, he sold five books. They sold four books. The number, you know, five is better than four that they're yeah. on the list. Yeah. No, it's all arbitrary and it's all made up. Welcome yep, to the world of, of literary. Everything's fake. It is. Everything it's, is like fake. that, though, Love unfortunately. It doesn't exist. It's all fake. <laughs> Nothing is real. But Chris, I think what you were saying about like, about Lady Gang is, um, and I think this is very fitting for you as well. I, I think when we form these communities, the people that have the community and the the listeners that have stuck around, they have definitely disagreed with us and disagreed with things that we've said or done at some point in the past nine years, you know, and, and, and our girl is, she's strong enough. Like, listen, some of them burnt our merch and like a Hail Mary. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> very dramatic. I think some of those people were like, you and they never came back mm -hmm. but our community like they they know us well enough that sometimes they'll be like hey when you said this it really pissed me off and here's why and i think what keeps the lady gang going is that we get letters every single week of people that are like you changed my life and here's why you made me leave this bad relationship you made me ask for i moved to michigan to take a new job because you guys talked about you know whatever it is and then we also get letters that people are like hey fuck you this was really shitty for what you said and we learn from that and we continually like evolve and learn through and struggle through womanhood because we are imperfect. Yeah. And so I think Lady Gang is a place for like us to come out and be funny and make jokes and have real conversations, but also like try to figure it, 
out life. Well, y- and y'all are so relatable. The three of you are very relatable. You're very different. Are we? And I, I think you're very relatable. Some maybe people, not you, Kelty. Some yeah. people like to dress up uh, in their Daisy Dukes and uh, have activity <laughs> Sunday. Um, by the way, the Daisy the Daisy Duke would be a good costume. Um, but <laughs> y'all are very relatable. Not, not for Chris Knight. And everybody grows. <laughs> no denim zone. He's a no, Sorry, oh go my ahead. gosh, denim panties and boots. Are you kidding me? But no, the growing old, you mentioned, and first of all, y'all aren't old, but your audience has been able to grow with you and go through being yeah. young, being married, having kids, going through like all these stages. And that's what I think, honestly, the Bachelor people were able to grow with me as well. And the show evolved and some of our audience evolved, but then the new people came in as well. And yeah. I, I, for one, the, and this is what I love and respect about the three of you the most, I'm definitely not going to agree with everything the three of you say, but I don't want to live in an echo chamber. I think that is one of the craziest things about the world today is that many people want to just stay in your little vacuum and hear your thoughts echoed back to you. So you're only going to hear people who agree with you. And what a minuscule, narrow way of looking at the world. And if you're not being pushed, if you're not hearing things you don't agree with, then what's the point? And so I I like the fact that you guys push the envelope and you're not afraid because like you said, you're going to make mistakes. Life is sloppy. Love is sloppy. The world is sloppy, but we all got to live in it. And we all got to yep. coexist and we all got to move forward. So let's figure it out together. And that's what y'all are great at. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Harrison. And with that said, uh, a little lightning round. Um, okay. Producer Kendall came up with this and it's actually good because we are all, you know, n- you know, now that Jack and I are in the, in the, in the family here, we're all married. Um, <laughs> and so since all four of us are married, some quick questions. Do well, and some of you don't even sleep with your significant other, uh, but do you sleep butt to butt? Or face-to-face ever? Oh, God. Butt-to-butt. F- touching feet. Ooh. I am so disgusted by stinky bed breath. Like, mm. I put a barricade of pillows in between me and Jared so I don't have to smell his breath if he turns on my side. So I'm a very butt-to-butt person. I don't want you near me. I, I don't like to tell. I don't mind cuddling at first, but as soon as we're going to sleep, I'm like, okay. Bye. Like, yeah, there needs to be the continental divide and we go to your go ah. to your side. Um, but yes. Lauren does sleep at a weird, of course, just like her life. It's all over the place. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Kel- Kelty dealt about the dealt on this subject a little bit, but how many times a week should you have sex when you're married? I think two is a good number. That's solid, two especially a- with young kids. Well done. Yeah, good, I think one. Effort. I think Thank you. I think one and <laughs> and. Half. One, one memorable moment a week. Oh, okay. That you, leaves you thinking. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's so creepy. I'm not sure Kendall. how to take that. I don't either. Uh, You're I would say like two ambitiously and one realistically. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Jack. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. What do you fight most about? And maybe mm. this goes into also, you know, what's the hardest thing adjusting to being married? Oh, we, Zach and I, I fight about tone. He has a very no nonsense tone. And if I'm feeling extra sensitive, it really like, I'll be like, what did you mean by that? And he's like, exactly what I said. (laughs) Direct bitch. I think I'm like that too. I think I'm I'm not animated (laughs) enough and I'm very calm and just very even keeled. Yes. I'm not a yeller. I never yell. Mm -mm. And it's it's, sometimes I think Lauren wants, because she's more 
theatrical and explosive and wants to fight. And I'm like, I just, I don't have that in me. Oh my God. Chris, yes, my Chris me. is the same way where I'm like, I would say like tone is a good, like overarching thing, but it's like when I'm like, let's go, like it's time to go. We got to go somewhere. We're going to be excited now. We're going to be sad now. We're going to be quiet now. Like I need you to match my tone. Mm-mm. And like Chris is always at a chill. And so like, I have this story of like I got in this car accident and he comes down and is like, I'm looking at his face as I'm getting wheeled into the ambulance and he's super calm. It's like he could literally be at a lake. It's so serene in his mind. I'm like, I need you to be upset. I am crushed. My hand is flopping over like I need you to like be frantic. Alert the adrenals. Like it's time for you to have an emotion, you know, fight or flight. So that's man. What, Let's, yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we fight about is like. I'm like, when we have five minutes and we have to be somewhere and you're like, I think I'll put oil in the car. Like, I no, yeah. we are on mission. Lauren told to me go. one time, she's like, why aren't you crying about this? Why aren't you upset? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh well, my God, do you want me to fake it? Like, I, I, I don't, that's not my emotion <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, sorry. And the answer is yes. Although Chris, by we the way, I cried like a baby at our wedding and I thought, mm-hmm. so we did it in Napa and I, I ball, I mean, it was horrible in Napa. And, but I knew every time I read my vows in Napa and they were different in a lot of ways. And especially the one in Napa, I, I spoke a lot about her dad and, and got a little deeper that I thought wouldn't be as appropriate in Austin when I was kind of playing to the masses. Um, and I thought, okay, I've done it once. Austin's going to be easier. I think I'll get through it. And then I got to the family part again and I lost it and I got choked up and I'm like, damn it. I thought I could get through this. Um, but so yeah, that the emotion thing is definitely one of those. I think Lauren would say the same, but for her, I would say timely is she has never met a clock. There is no time. Time is whatever she makes of it. And I will be waiting in the car. I I just, that is something that we, we, she is definitely aware of it now and we're working on it. (laughs) As long as as there's steps forward. Yeah. Steps forward. But it's just, you know, it's, I'm like, I just don't understand you. You knew the dinner started at seven. You knew we had to be there. It's not arbitrary. It's not just something where you just kind of haphazardly show up. Like we have a set time. Was she late for her wedding? No. Like was she? That's she the was, thing is, and and Kelty can say speak to this too at Entertainment Tonight. She'll never be late to work. She'll never be right. late to something that's super important. I said, well, just consider this important. Everything. Because what that really says to me is now you just don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> Oof. So hard. Oh my God. And so this, this came up, this is the last one. Lauren, for the first time in our relationship, it's something that was groundbreaking. She ate a hot dog in front of me. We were at the, at a foot, at a football game. I don't know why we've never eaten a hot dog together in five and a half years. We just haven't, or maybe I didn't notice, but she came with a hot dog and she, and I was going to take a bite and she only had ketchup on it. And I thought, honest to God, we were going to break up right then and there. I thought our marriage was over. And I'm like, I don't even know this person. I don't even know who you are. Have you ever, have we ever had a meal together? So it made me question everything and it shook me. What is it? Is there anything that your uh, husbands eat or cook or do where you're just like, no. Oh, I have mine. It's toenails. 
I had to go to therapy before I married Chris Knight because I was like, man feet are so disgusting. And Chris is six, six. So he's got a large foot and the toes are just as lengthy as the rest of them. And Mm. that gives you a long toenail bed. And as I'm describing it, I want to barf. And so I looked, I remember looking at him like a week, two weeks before we got married. And I was like, am I going to be able to look at those toes on every vacation and every night in my house? And then I had to like get good with the toes. So it's like, I don't know. Sometimes they catch me off guard still. Have you, Kelty, be honest, have you done things where you buy a gift and you're like, hey, here's these house slippers. You're going to love these. You should wear them around the house all (laughs) the time. He won't wear a slipper. He won't wear a slipper (laughs) and he won't wear a sweatpant. It's like so annoying. (laughs) He won't wear sweatpants. What is he relaxing? He doesn't relax. He's like wearing. (laughs) So they have this thing at work. It's like dress pants and hoodies is like what everyone in the music business wears. So he just hangs out in dress pants and hoodies all the time. And I'm in my Lady Gang sweatsuit. Like Weird. a slack, but you can't. And then, like, you can't come home I, and sit on the bed in your in your day clothes, though. You got to change. No, it's Mm-mm. disgusting, and he does. It's just, it's you know what? We're breaking up. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> <and yours. laughs> call baby. Brad Womack. This get been, him on the podcast. This I think has really still been the long con of this podcast is to get Kelty back and do a relationship <laughs> show with her. I wish. Wow, yes. wowie, wowie. Sorry, uh, Becker, Becca, Jack. What do you got? Jack. Um, well, Zach's eating in general could not be more opposite of my own. So it's just he's an alien to me. He does not eat cold foods. So he's never put a bite of salad in his mouth. Not ever. Um, he does not like anything with mayonnaise. I like extra mayonnaise on everything. Um, so it's just it, it floors me when we go to any restaurant. He's like, I'll have a burger, meat and cheese only. And and if a lettuce makes it in between those, the bun and the meat, it is not okay for him oh. like lettuce it's like tasteless just get some greens into your body so yeah that is something and now my son is showing signs mm. that he is the same no, and it is break that. it is triggering me i Vegetable. put out vegetables constantly that end up in a trash can but apparently kids have to see certain vegetables 400 times 400 times before they actually eat them what? is that like a fact they've done all these studies with like how you have to continue to introduce the stupid foods to your kids they're like it can take 400 times i mean i just started eating vegetables this year becca so you know. i know i know <laughs> i'm surrounded by times. non-vegetable eaters except jack uh, drink your ag hard. greens ag greens yeah, true. we love an ag green i do, I do too. lauren got me on that and i know she's sponsored That's- by him but they don't sponsor me so i'll just say this anyway it's it's like jack it's been a game saver it's like my yeah. gut my stomach no heartburn it's amazing i it's love that good. stuff not I wonder if I could give it to my toddler. Be. Yeah, why not? Maybe. Slip it in stuff. They won't know. <laughs> I, know. I know. Um, Mine, I can't think of anything for Jared, but like I'm the weird one. I cannot stand garlic. And I know it's mm. like blasphemy. Like I'm mm. the only person in the world that doesn't like garlic. And when Jared and I started dating, it was like something that he had to learn how to get over because he loves garlic and like wants extra garlic and things. And I'm also a sharer. Like we're not ordering separate things. Like we're ordering two things and we're sharing everything. So I have been the asshole in that situation. No, luckily he's had to learn. garlic and raw onions. Yeah. Don't Me too. neither one of us. Ugh, really? really? Yeah. Oh, it's, it sticks with people you. after a my raw, own heart a raw onion is a bummer like yeah. I, it's just you need to live alone oh, to eat raw onions. yeah exactly. <laughs> they just like it like sits in your mouth forever. I'm, anyway. I, I'm glad i'm not alone um you're not alone because you're part of the lady gang um <laughs> jack becca kelty they make up the lady gang and uh been a oh gosh almost 10 years you guys are about to be celebrating soon gonna be we're gonna be nine on december 10th wow 
That's look at us. Happy. We made our own day, International Lady Gang Day, to celebrate our own birthday. We're giving away a lot of free shit. Yeah, yeah. If anybody on our Instagram. Interested. And yeah. look, you'll offend somebody and they'll burn it. It'll be great. Yeah, well, well, I hope they don't burn the lady five thousand dollar diamond neck, uh, diamond bracelet we're giving away on International Ooh. Lady Gang Day. You know that, what I mean? Yeah. Really? That's good. That's going to be uh, a part of the giveaway. We have like twenty thousand yes. dollars worth of giveaways from December first to tenth on our Instagram at the Lady Gang. So if you're not a fan, follow, get some shit, and then unfollow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just we'll take the quick engagement. Come in, come in for the free shit, but stay for the Lady Gang. Um, yeah. No, I, I know you, y'all have such a loyal following and it really is a testament to the three of you and how y'all, y'all are so open and honest. And that's the thing, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do the podcast and you're going to be in this genre, you got to be honest. And the three of mm-hmm. you have been nothing but honest and people can tell like, and I think that's one of the things, again, that resonated when I was hosting. It's like, people can see they can read through the bullshit and they can see it and smell it and they don't love it. And so yeah. if they feel yep. you're being genuine, even if they don't agree with everything you're saying, they're going to come back because they know they're getting the real deal. Yep. Ah. Good, bad, and ugly. Thanks La- for having us. Ladies, thank you so much. I, I, I've been wanting to do this. I'm sorry Lauren isn't here. So we're going to have to do this again because- Love it. And honestly, yeah. if we had done this with Lauren, it would have been a whole different show. Well, come on the Lady Gang with Lauren. We'll have a I fun know. time. Oh God, we'll yeah. roast Chris Harrison. Can we do that? And also, can yes, you come on yes. Lady Gang with Lauren? And also, can we arrange a phone call to Brad Womack? Yes. We, yes. that, okay. So here's what's. <laughs> and here's the thing let's do it super secret where you're like, hey, I'm doing my podcast. Can you do a call in? But pretend I'm not there. And then we'll connect the phone. And then you can be like, do you remember in your season that was that girl, Kelty? There's no way he's going to remember. What, is he, what if he doesn't remember? Is that going to be just. No, that'll be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm scared. It's me too, Becca. I can't wait I'm for scared. this very awkward moment. Yeah. To well, you're coming on whether Brad makes the phone no, call I'm, or not. Lauren yeah. and I are coming on because that'll that'll be an amazing show. And I know she's It'll very so jealous fun. she's not here today because she loves the three of you. Um, we love her. Y'all have been very supportive of her. And and likewise, I know she loves the three of you. So thank you, thank you. to the Lady Gang. Thank, thank, you. thank you for the time. And go check out the Lady Gang. And thank you for joining us today. And I... Love talking to each and every one of you. Love doing this because of days like this. And we will do it again next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.